Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Eyes That Have Seen God Candela Obscura one-shot. I am Johnny. I am the lightkeeper of this session tonight. Um, yeah, this is this is going to be a really fun one-shot. I am super excited about it. I've been taking all of the notes that I've learned from the previous one-shots, and hopefully this is going to be the best one yet. Uh, but before we get started, I do want to go around the virtual table and introduce everybody. Um, we are going to start with Aaron because you are the first one on my right on the screen. Aaron, would you mind introducing yourself? Hello, I am Aaron from Aaron My Laundry. I am a cozy horror streamer on Twitch and I play a lot of tabletop games and I've written one once. Um, that's about as deep as it goes in, in that world. I'm also a player over uh, on Evandale, and I have fun over there as well. I'm really Ooh. happy to be here. <laughs> I'm super excited for you to be here as well. Um, all right, let's go to Hex then. Hello, I'm Hex of Cryptic Crit. I am a dice uh, maker for all your dice needs, and unfortunately the green screen likes to uh, mess with that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I am everywhere and nowhere, and you can find me at cryptocrypts.com. Perfect. All right, next on the table is James. Would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, no problem. Uh, my name is James. Uh, you can find me at Dice2Infinity on most, uh, most socials. Uh, Threads is the big one right now. Um, I am a GM on Start Playing. Uh, I run lots of D&D over there, Transformers, RPG, uh, various stuff. Uh, you can also find me if you were to look for the Treasures Untold podcast. Um, I DM'd uh, three seasons of that uh, before we went on hiatus. And now I'm just trying to learn every single game that we can. Fantastic. And last but certainly not least, Adolfo. Saludos, programas. I am Adolfo, the nerdy Puerto Rican. Uh, you can find me on my socials, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Threads, uh, and YouTube at the Nerdy Puerto Rican. I also can be found over at the Biconics Wrestling Podcast and the Vibe Tribe Productions, where not only do I play the tabletop role-playing games, but also uh, Game Master the tabletop role-playing games. Ooh. Fantastic. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, a uh, quick thing about our sponsors. We are sponsored by Roll20, and although we are not able to use Roll20 just yet because Candela is very new, um, we will be using it at some point, but check out Roll20 so that you can join in on multiple different TTRPGs online and join with your friends all around the world. Um, we have our Ravenloft Misfits campaign that literally would not be possible without Roll20, so check them out, as well as check out Sirenscape. The sounds that we have tonight are from Critical Role's Candela production, but it is being powered by Sirenscape. I also have some awesome ambiance stuff that's going to be happening, so if you are interested 
in checking out Sirenscape, you can go ahead and check out the chat or the episode description when this is released as edited video stuff. Outside of that, let's get started. I think that's it. I think we're good. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So <clears throat> we start the session with a short scene as we hear the bells of the Hallow Harbor, the dock of New Fair. Multiple boats always come here, but mainly in the morning. At night, it's sort of vacant, empty. We see that there are one or two people walking down the docks, just making sure that no one enters it by trespassing. However, unseen by these folks, we begin to see from the edges of this district a group of hooded figures carrying a large bag, one handle to each person. They slowly make their way through the shadows, passing people by without being noticed until they come to the docks. You see three of the four continuing forward down the dock, crouching between each of the docked boats here. The final person stays at the edge of the dock, keeping a lookout, looking around, and we follow the rest of these three figures to the end where they place the bag on the ground and you see one of them looking back towards the lookout, the lookout looking back, giving a thumbs up, and you see each of them grabbing this bag, unzipping it, where we see a dead body. We see a top-down view of these people grabbing the body and slowly beginning to drop them into the water as to not make any sound outside of the lapping waves. The body then sinks, and then we zoom out as we see the hooded figures beginning to move away, taking the bag and rushing off. We begin moving back out, the night continuing on into the twilight. And from there, we come to the Harbor Master's office, this two-floor building with a porch, like a deck on the outside, a place where the harbor master can take a step outside and make sure that everything is operating smoothly. And there, on the deck, we see a person that I would like James to introduce, your character. All right. Um... Porter is taking a break from going over the books and uh, checking out what's coming in, what's going out of the docks uh, at this time. Uh, sitting on a, a rickety chair uh, out front on the uh, on that deck, um, he's got a uh, hand rolled cigarette in one hand, uh, just kind of burning, S scanning the. Uh, not scanning the boats. If you were to 
pay attention where he was looking. He's looking over the boats into the uh, in into the ocean. Uh, he's specifically scanning the area uh, that that people in New Fair call the uh, uh, the vast chasm. As he does, he uh, pulls a flask out out of a coat pocket, takes a quick drink of it, puts it back, and as he takes his first drag of the cigarette, he is... uh, His face is lit for just a moment, uh, and he has a uh, small, neatly trimmed goatee with a uh, well-kept handlebar mustache above it, his hair is uh, short, but must up, maybe getting a little long in the back. Uh, he's got his white sleeves rolled up. Uh, kind of middle of the road dress. Just functional clothes. So, as you're looking out to the dock, you're Again, the vast chasm more so. The corner of your eye catches something. And you begin to see some commotion. One of the dock workers from your far left is now running towards your right. And you're instinctually getting up from your chair to see what's going on. You see that multiple dock workers are rushing towards this right-hand side. As you begin to see them moving back away from the shores just next to the dock, you see they're holding and gathering around something. Go ahead and do a, believe, not a sense roll, a, ah, dang, I need to memorize these. It is a, it would be a perception check, but it's not D&D. Survey, survey, there we go, got it. Do a survey roll. All right. Survey. I've got one die and one gilded. So that's just a gilded, correct? So yeah, just the gilded. Okay. Three. Three. Okay. You're not entirely sure what they're surrounding, but something is going on. Something is bringing their attention towards this right-hand side of the dock. And you know that whenever this sort of thing happens, it's either they found some sort of treasure that randomly showed up on shore, or it's something far darker. And by the looks of the folk that are over there, it seems like it's the latter. Okay. Um, I'll just stub the cigarette out on the on the deck rail. Um, set my monocle in my eye, and uh, start walking over there. Um, as I get closer, so we uh, start kind of trying to get everyone's attention. Um, Oi, right? What's what's the big deal here? I got work to do. Sir, sir, there's a, 
a dead body. We, we, oh. hey, you should, it doesn't look good. So there is. Well, the body's not getting any work done, and at this point, neither are you. Clear off. I'll find some people to help with this. And uh, I'll take a moment and examine the body, see if I can ascertain what what sort of situation we're looking at here. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the clothes that were currently, like, the shirt is, like, wrapped around the face of this thing. Um, it's like disheveled. You see that the pants are like torn and um, it's not bloated by any means, but outside of like a first look, one of the things that you do notice is this this large opening in their rib cage on their left side. Do you want to get closer and take a look? Okay. As you get closer, you see that this person does not have a heart within this cavity. This isn't like your typical person was accidentally killed and thrown off this was planned. This was something that was gruesome. Something that quite possibly may need some assistance with. This is something that seems to be extraordinary circumstances. Absolutely. I'll look down at the body. Uh, male or female presenting? Uh, male. Well, mate, looks like you're missing something there. Welcome to the club. Uh, I'll scan the scan the area around, assuming the uh, that the dock workers are still trying to catch a glimpse of everything. Oh yeah. But I'll kind of shoo them off. Uh, have any police been uh, noticed that there's something going on? Not at the moment. It is like middle of the night kind of time. So, like, there are patrolling police every once in a while, the periphery, but it's not as often. Um, So, currently, no. Okay. Great. Um, I want to... Um, I want to scan the workers that are still, uh, still paying attention. Mm -hmm. Uh... See if I can use a read to uh, uh, see who's gonna gonna keep their mouth shut about things. Sure, sure. If I okay, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and do a read. I'll say I'll give you an extra die on this one too because you know your crew. Okay. Six. You can see that they're definitely spooked. Um, okay. Seeing a dead body is one thing. Seeing a dead body with a giant cavity in their heart, like where their heart is supposed to be in their chest, that is a completely different thing. That is like next level shit. A lot of them are looking flighty, but a lot of them, as you keep looking at them, are 
beginning to make their way back, like watching, and every every so often as they're turning around to walk, they try to get a glimpse. They all seem kind of flighty. Yeah. But they all okay. seem to be also returning to their work at the moment. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick out the the three that I think I can trust the best. Sure. Like, oi, you, you, you. What's up? I need you to take this body up to my up to my uh, up to my porch into my home. I know it's please just do that. I'm going to be able to get some folks to help with this. I'm giving everybody else the night off. Take them all to the bar. We need to get this get this place clear as possible. You see that one just like clean up and then just starts leaving. Yeah. And then you, oh, uh, I, oh, I, yeah, just in the background, calling out to everybody. Yeah. Um, once the two are done getting the body up to my uh, my living room, I'll say, go join the rest. I'm going to take care of this. And uh, if there's no other information as, uh, from moving the body or uh, taking a look at it, I'll head to the... Uh, uh, to where I know that I can find some of the rest of my crew. Alrighty. My, uh, my I would like you to do a sway roll, just a general. Let's see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Your most trusted folk—they seem like they're doing it. They're doing it for sure. But I want to—I want to roll specifically for the others. See what they are thinking. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, burn a drive an extra die on this one and what circle ability did we end up choosing was it was it forged in fire or was it the uh the three gilded die i don't know if we ended up deciding oh i don't know if we did either um i think we were leaning forged in fire okay i think so too cool forged in fire okay so burning a drive for the sway roll Mm -hmm. let's see it Employees. <laughs> Failure. Uh, no. All right. <laughs> Unknown to you, you do your best to make sure that your your uh, employees are satisfied enough to keep their mouth shut by going to the bar and taking the night off. But you begin your journey towards the other folks that you are hoping to help you with. You begin trekking through the city of New Fair until you get into the more uh, shop-like district, which I believe is the Seidel. Can't remember specifically. Um, But you end up coming there, and you see, of course, even in the middle of the night, the, the start of your chapter house, the corner of this triangular intersection in the center of the streets, this restaurant, the El Coqui Gordo, is still very busy. Of course, this place is where you go in the middle of the night when you are wasted, and this is the place to go for that great food. So, you come here and you enter in 
the general ambiance is just lively. It is as if it is the middle of the day here. People are walking around and servers are bringing food to tables. People are kind of calling out and you even see some of your uh, some of your dock workers that came by to get a quick meal before heading over to the bar. But you enter in and of course you see no other than Roberto. Would you like to introduce your character and what they may be doing at this moment? Sure, totally. So, Roberto Camacho uh, is the proprietor of El Coqui Gordo. And uh, the Coqui Gordo, it, it takes the chapter house as described uh, is in a triangular building. El Coqui Gordo just takes the tip of the triangle. Um, it looks like a little cafe. You have little cafe tables about. Roberto, he's um, he's a- average size, about five, six, uh, a, bit on, uh, a bit on the thicker side. Uh, although, even though it might look like, um, you know, like fat, it's actually muscle. He's currently wearing a, uh, a guayabera, which is um, a traditional uh, Caribbean style button up shirt that has four pockets uh, and um, nice embroidery uh, down the, the center. Uh, uh, it's it's a light tan guayabera, uh, and he has black so- uh, slacks which are tucked into the boots. Uh, he is uh, out on the floor. He's out uh, bringing um, cubanos and and pasta- pastelerias uh, to all the people and little cafecitos, you know. And he's like, oh, see, there, there you go, there you know. Uh, and at the same time, he's um, uh, he's. He, like being like a lead waiter slash concierge, you know, he's like, no, 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 eso va allí, no, a ese table, okay, muy bueno, allí, sí, bueno, you know, and 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 the rest of the crews, you know, mm-hmm. it's oh, very much like a like a beehive of, yeah, of activity. That's what I was uh, imagining in, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in the corner is is a, is a salsa jazz band, and they're dink 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 dink, and it like, and the tr- it. you know the trumpet floats out into the air Love out it. in the street, you know. Um, as uh as porter walks in uh roberto he like is finishing setting down a uh uh a plate um and he he, out of the corner of his eye he sees porter uh and he'll um look at the table real quick and he's like uh is there anything else that you might need tonight and you know Uh, the people like no 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 it's it's okay thank you (laughs) Okay, move. If you need anything, uh, Pablo, right there, he will he will take care of you. Take care of you. Uh, mucho gusto, mucho gusto. And, um, Gracias. <laughs> you just see like the worst <laughs> Spanish ever coming from this person. <laughs> right. to, to which, to which, you know, he'll nod and, and smile happily. But as soon as he turns around and starts walking towards the border, he just like big <laughs> eye roll and just be like, of course, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but he'll he'll walk over to Porter. Uh, he does have a towel. Uh, like tucked in his belt type situation like uh, you mm-hmm. know most restaurant workers has and he's cleaning his um, he's cleaning his hands uh, and he's like eh, Senor Porter I, I did not expect you so uh, so early in the night uh, w- would you like your normal uh, your m- normal table uh, unfortunately not uh, we might have some uh, alternate work to do be able to leave Pablo in charge tonight ah uh, see. Si. No problema. Uh, to which he'll turn and be like, Pablo, 
You got yeah. charge, right? See? Uh, and he's just he'll give yep. Pablo a thumbs up. Going back into it. Yep. Uh, he, yep. And uh, he'll he'll turn to Porter and he'll be like, "Let's go." And as they walk through the main dining room of El Coqui, El Coqui Gordo, uh, they walk into the back. You know, there's a, it's a, it's a busy uh, busy Same small. Environment. Yeah, Beehive kitchen. just back here. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Tighter quarters. Um, Porter and Roberto, they 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 walk over to a uh, a shelving unit uh, that it's like a dry storage shelf mm-hmm. um, type situation that you actually have to enter. So uh, he Roberto just looks real quick, make sure no one's paying paying attention, and he'd be like. Porter, I, I believe your groceries are in here. And he'll open the door and, and, and walk in. Um, um, does Porter follow? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Uh, so then uh, he'll and then he'll close the door. He'll walk to the to the back, and uh, there is a statue of a little frog uh, up it. on the wall, and uh, Roberto will uh, turn the, the the little statue and. Mm-hmm. Of course. The door opens up. Love it. And uh and Roberto will be like, Vamos, let's go get the rest. And uh he'll he'll walk through the door. Of course. As you enter through this door, of course, the the uh on the other side of this is a similar type of statue, uh another frog that you then turn to face the rest of this library in front of you. This this door closes and shuts itself behind you. As you enter into this library, you see it is vacant, as it would be at the middle of the night. But you know the way up to the chapter house, this hidden stairwell that goes directly up to the third floor that doesn't seem to have any stairs for the usual patrons of this library. That is where you know the rest of your folks are. As you enter into this this hidden stairwell, you painstakingly walk up the three stairs of this this three floors of this spiral staircase until you come to the entrance of the chapter house. And inside, I would like let's go first with uh, Medusa. You are first to my right. So, what do we see as we enter into the chapter house? The living quarters of both Medusa and Morgan. Um, I I think the first thing you notice is that the reason the library was so vacant is because all of the books managed to find themselves on the floor and on tables and on the windowsill of the third floor. And they are disheveled, they're cared for because of the people who are handling them. But they are disheveled and Places they're dog-eared specifically in a certain way, uh, don't touch that book kind of uh, situation. And um, I would also think that there would be a lot of closed drapes, um, heavy with like dust constantly wisping off of them in the candlelight. Um, I also would imagine it kind of, it smells like the food from downstairs. It's like wafting up from the floorboards but then you have like the dank sea air mm-hmm. the the saltiness that 
and emits from the walls and it's like this very musky but yeah and that coffee from the from the old like books too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think medusa gets like a high off of that um probably because it's constantly going into Mm -hmm. her nose (laughs) so medusa is just kind of thumbing through some of these books and finding places that she would like to read what do we see morgan doing uh, Morgan is surrounded by bric-a-brac. It, it looks a lot like bric-a-brac at first. Uh, they're in the process of, with a piece of chalk of drawing something on the wood floor. And it actually looks kind of elaborate, which is hard to... <laughs> They have this mask on, and they're very fine detail, despite everything. And there's a uh, slow cloud of incense that's just kind of lighting up from the other side, because while they're used to the smell of everything in here, and books, god books, it's getting a little overwhelming and and losing distraction and focus and the as they come up and the door goes shunk the mm-hmm. chalk in Morgan's hand just kind of snaps and he turns and looks up so you see <sighs> both Porter and Roberto entering into your chapter house I will leave it to all of you. So Roberto will uh, will walk in as he walks in. He'll be like, "Whippa! It's just, it looks like uh, we have a, a bit of work tonight." Uh, and he'll go like sit in a chair, but he'll see that there's like books piled and dog-eared in that chair. So he'll be like, "Ah, no!" And he'll go like to another <laughs> chair, and that there'll be uh, there there'll be like, you know. Uh, paraphernalia uh uh morgan's uh some some morgan stuff there i'd be like and then so and then roberto will just kind of look back and forth and then he'll just sit on the floor oh Love it. Th- you could just take the three top three no, books and no, put no, them no. down first no no because the last time that i took the <laughs> that i moved books in this place i got yelled at the floor is comfortable. <laughs> you took the wrong books last time. You took the wrong books. How do I know that those are not the right, the right books or the wrong books? You do. Th- it's not like you put the biggest sign on them. You know what I mean? But you decided this, so you chose the wrong books. Okay. Okay. okay Why okay, did so, you decide the wrong books? You know so what? If the floor is comfortable, it is. It is fine. It is fine. He gets up. He moves the books. He's like, okay. Man, the right but wrong books. Are you okay? <laughs> he puts them on the ground. Um, Morgan was just in the middle of doodling. Um, yes. Yes, my friends, I... I I apologize. Uh, We may have some work ahead of us. Uh, Sorry to to interrupt reading and crafts time, but uh, we've got a heartless body in my living room and uh, trying to keep it quiet. We don't want the periphery involved in this. Um, I think we should head over there right away. 
grab your equipment. I don't think this is going to be a going to be a fast night. Um, do you, Morgan, need any time to dismantle what you are doing? Uh, they get up and just kick everything over. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Let's go. All right. And uh, they go over to a corner and pick up a completely different bag that rattles like bones maybe in it and uh, puts it over his shoulder and is like, come on, no heart? Hmm. Trying to think of something in the sea that would go directly for a man's heart. Nixies? No, no, no. Not that close. Um, Medusa's going to pick up all of her, like, she's got, like, um, just papers that are her notebook, just mm-hmm. separated. There's no <laughs> actual spiral binding. Yep. And it's all on the table, and she just goes over and just goes, and just collects them all. Gives and me so like, much anxiety. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. I love it so then, much. Yeah. She looks around, where's my pen? Where's my pen? Where's my pen? And then she like pulls one out of her hair. Yep. She's got like this very oh wispy, like like very um wiry, dark hair with whips wisps of grey and white. Um, she finds a pen and it's like, you know, there's like ink smeared mm-hmm. in the hair. Um I am I am ready. I am as ready as I will be. All right. I'll be just as fine. So, as soon as Roberto sits into the chair after moving <laughs> those those books, he now has to stand back up as you all begin to usher your way down the stairs once again and towards Hollow Harbor. However, Unfortunately, with the time that it has taken for Porter to come to the chapter house and for all of you to return to Hollow Harbor, you see that the periphery has been called. And with the body in the living room of Porter's home, you see that there is a large crowd of people that are trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Um, to fill you in, Adolfo, uh, there is now Periphery standing outside of Porter's living room because the cops were called, uh, and you have now returned back to Hollow Harbor. Also, you, you had, right when you sat down, then you had to stand back up after moving all of the books because now you're leaving again, so that was kind of funny. Uh, anyways, so, you hear the sounds of the bells of some of the rocking boats that are docked here and a large crowd of people that are kind of whispering to each other, looking within the windows that are currently closed, but trying to find those little cracks in the curtains that you can see something. You all come to this crime scene how would you like to go about this? As you see, one of the uh, one of the officers standing out front, um, very easily identified as a OUP officer, the Office of Unexplained Phenomena. Uh, the 
similar type of organization to Candela Obscura that researches and investigates strange phenomena that have happened. However, more on the cops side of things, the periphery. So it's a lot more red tape and slower process of things and needing to get things approved. So many times they often just fail at helping anyone. However, here they are. One of the investigators is kind of ushering people away from the door. Um, you see that he is uh, dark skin, short black hair. He has a black goatee with like a, a thin white strip of gray hair down the middle. He's like, all right, all right. I understand that you want to see, but you need to back away so that we have enough room to work. And you see him kind of like pushing some, not like pushing, pushing, but like urging people away from the front door of Porter's establishment. Do we have, uh, have we been seen yet? Do we have time to kind of check out the scene? I would say no. Um, the OUP officer yeah, seems to be more focused on the current, like, crowd, not crowd of people, like, maybe four or five people that are awake at this time that heard some sort of commotion and have come here. Just kind of trying to keep them away. There was like a, a quick look to see that who it was, but it's dark here. So you're not sure if he actually noticed who you were, but he's more focused on this group of people. So you do have a chance to move on or something else if you'd like. Right. Uh, Unless anyone else has anything, I'd love to spend an intuition, intuition drive and use my scout uh, scout ability. Okay. I just have a clarifying question before that. Um, Medusa's profession as a forensic existentialist, mm -hmm. um, I would imagine that's something that the university calls her out to. Um, would that be something that she would work on kind of both sides of the fence in terms of working with the periphery and working with Candela and maybe being able to get in places that... I think that might be better. Okay. Like, would they know, like, she... They would have a rapport. Let's let's roll for it. As, okay. As we always do in these type of games. <laughs> let's do, um... I would say... Hmm... What would this be? Maybe like a focus role because you're remembering who people are. Mm, let's do let's do sway. I think sway works. Okay, I have this is a new system for me. I have two dots, so not gilded. Two, yeah, two d sixes then. Okay, all right. You can also spend a drive point if you want to add a dice, which is those little like marks at the top right of yeah. Kinda you know, it's uh, it's probably for the best that I do. I'm gonna spend. Okay. I'm gonna spend one. All right. Yeah, I'd also like to help. Um, okay. I'll be kind of. Uh, uh, I'll use one of my uh, cunning drives, and I'll be pointing out who I know down there. Okay. Awesome. This officer, this, this officer, you know, looks like this guy's in yep. charge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they've come by every once in a while. You know, not really the OUP, kind of the OUP, but like. There are also periphery, like regular periphery uh, officers that are around as well. So you kind of know everybody that's there. They have like your general location 
they've come here quite often. But Medusa, you have four d6s that you get to roll in this. So go ahead and make the roll. All right. <laughs> uh, I got uh, successes are fives and sixes. So six is a full success. Four mm-hmm. and a five is mixed success. Okay, I got two mixed. Two mixed. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> you do recognize this front OUP officer. You've worked with them before. Um, you. We'll bring in this this little mixed success, this consequence in a little bit. But how do you all approach? Okay. Um. Well, first, uh, first question, we've got our circle ability is Forged in Fire, so since that wasn't a full success, does that mean we get our drives back? I think it's if you fail, which that was a success, just a mixed success, okay. so I don't think you do. I'll double check that, but yeah. Okay, that makes sense too. Yeah, um, if you don't succeed. So they succeeded, just yeah. not completely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to kind of hang back and uh, uh, let Medusa take take point on this. All right. Um, honestly, trying not to really be seen because uh, it's my house. Right. <laughs> um, Roberto would, if this is okay with Medusa, um, while they're in the darkness, Roberto would like to... Um, pull a luchador mask from his back pocket and he puts this luchador mask on and this luchador mask uh it's it has like evil uh, angry looking eyes and a wide smile uh and what looks like uh five horns one up here and then two here and two here. Uh, the colors are uh, of a, a green, yellow with a white trim. And Roberto would just like to kind of do like the intimidating bodyguard thing behind Medusa, right? So as she's talking to the peoples, he's just going to stand there with this <laughs> mask on and just kind of like, yeah. you know. Just like a Bane with uh with yes. uh what's her face the al ghul the rachel ghoul's daughter i can't remember her yeah, name with talia with talia talia, talia. talia. yep mm-hmm. yep yep if if medusa will allow so, that if if she waves him off then he'll go away so cool. absolutely that's so fucking sweet okay so each of you begin to approach porter's house porter just go ahead and do a hide roll to see if you can right. keep out of the view of this investigator uh and I believe it was Investigator Williams. Wilson. Investigator Wilson. Um, yeah, they're they're kind of talking with some of the periphery now that a, a few of the people have backed away a little bit, um, but sees your group approaching. So, yes, go ahead and do that. Hide check, Porter. Okay, uh, it's five. Makes five, success. okay. So... So as you're continuing towards the front of this, uh, you know, group of people towards the investigating 
folks, uh, you continue to hear the drone of those bells, something that you hear all the time. But as you approach, you're keeping your head down and you see a reflection off of a small bit of water. And with this water, this reflection, you you step over it and as you see your face, the face isn't yours. This situation all culminating to remind you of a person that you used to work with. One from your early days of smuggling. Your quartermaster. And that is the face that you see. This kind of shocks you a little. You take a brain mark. However, you are in your own world, kind of, but in the back of the the group, standing behind the large Roberto, uh, you are hidden from any of these investigators at the front of this this group. Um, but you all approach these investigators, Medusa at the front, you recognize Investigator Wilson, and as he's talking to the periphery, he looks over and says, Oh, welcome, M- Medusa, right? Yes, we are here, as you can see. Uh, what were you sent over for this? Of course, I would not be here if I wasn't. Did you not get the... Ah, it's, it's late. They're... I, we're I see all that tired. It's... Odd. Um... And you see him kind of freezing up. As, as he does that, you're, you're just thinking in your head, like, this is a weird way to respond. And your existentialism starts to kick in. This, this voice that's in the back of your head always, constantly. Like, is this... What is going on? Are we, are we actually, like, you, you start to just... In that brief moment, questions start to fill your mind and you come to this realization, this is, this, no, this is, this isn't happening. This isn't real. This is, this is fake, right? And then you're kind of like shocked out of it as he finally answers, well, um, I guess go on in. I'll, I'll bring you with the other group then. And that like, existential crisis that short moment you also take a brain mark that was the the uh cost that you had for this sway roll um but you are then ushered into Porter's house as you enter you see that the dining table of Porter's is or rather the coffee table sorry the coffee table within Porter's living room has been completely cleared off Um, I'm not sure what Porter would have on the middle of this coffee table, but whatever it is, it was very uncarefully discarded off of the coffee table as this body is now placed on there. You see that the shirt is still covering the top half, like the, like, top, like, fourth of his body. But surrounding this, you see there are two other investigators. One of them is a 
younger woman. Uh, she has like auburn hair and wearing her OUP uniform and she has glasses that she's kind of holding up as she's looking at this body. You see just behind her this about like mid-30s um, other investigator male. Uh, he is looking down and kind of watching over everything that this other investigator is looking at. Uh, and you can see that he has a like black long like medium length hair that's kind of part of it come up in a top knot he's watching and kind of supervising as this investigator is looking around for different types of clues um, you see that the jacket that was on this person is like splayed out you can see that uh, some of the water is starting to drip onto the wooden floor that you have here in the living room that's gonna cause some damage but here you are the middle of the crime scene thankfully because of your connection with medusa and investigator wilson what would you all like to do uh i pull out um what sounds like a rattle uh in one hand and i'm essentially going around and like shaking it at different things trying to in Morgan's mind, clear the space. Sure. And if I wave it a little close to the OUP officers, okay, it happens. Um, <laughs> as you're doing that, you see uh, Officer Wilson, who has been ushering you into the living room, just looking towards Roberto, and like, in like a, what's your deal? Okay, like kind of, oh. I don't want to fuck with you kind of look uh, but then immediately his attention is taken over by this as you see Morgan they they walk around the room shaking this rattle type uh, device and you can see that now as those two other investigators were looking over the body they are completely taken aback as everyone is now watching as Morgan is walking around the room and you see uh the male investigator he's just looks over to investigator wilson and says what's uh what's going on yeah uh, this is this is medusa uh, we've worked together and she is being sent out by the the university uh to help us with this investigation and you see investigator lee the other one here he just huh all right, well, uh, we'll be done with our initial inspection in a moment, if you can wait. Well, I certainly can wait as long as it takes. You have the option to stay or go. It's not up to me. Right. Okay. Uh, let's get her sharp. Let's continue as best as we can. And you see, she is like Investigator Sharp. She is just looking. You, it, just from the overall appearance of this woman, she seems to be like on her first slash maybe even second or third investigation. So this is just fucking weird for her. Uh, she's like, 
who the fuck are you? This never happens. All right, whatever. Trying to focus as much as she can on the body. Is there anything you would like to do, or are you just watching as she is kind of observing what's happening with this body? Roberto would like to do a slight lean over to Porter and motion to all the uh, all the schlop on the floor, and he'll just be like, Fabuloso will clean that right up. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put, a, put quite a bit of work into that rug. Really like that rug. So good. All right. Nice so, go to room together. So you watch as Investigator Sharp is kind of rifling through the clothes and moving. You see as she finally takes the shirt off of the face of this man. Which, by the way, before this, you see that large cavity that Porter had seen um, that is just, like, completely filled with just blood and leftover seawater and just this muck. But the shirt is taken off his face. You see that the face is frozen in time, this look of shock. The eyebrows are stuck up, and you see the crinkles of his forehead. You see the hairs of his head are standing up, and you also see that the eyes are currently open, but they are completely charred. If anybody would like to look further into this, you would have to do a survey roll. Um, so Roberto, when it comes to the actual investigation, he, for lack of a better term, he like he knows his place and he knows that the rest of his team is better that at that. What Roberto would like to observe or try to observe is if the investigator and the investigator's partner, um, if they are doing a good job at investigating or if they're doing just kind of like a, a sloppy, like haphazard job sure. that's more just wrecking the, uh, the evidence type situation. Sure. I would say go ahead and do a read roll. That is a five. A five. Okay. Taking a look at... As you're watching Investigator Sharp looking over the body, one of the things that you notice is that she is very new. So there are a lot of things that she seems to be manipulating. Um, like the shirt that she had moved over. Why was that there? Was there a reason that that happened? And she just seems to be putting it to the side and continuing on looking, um, not really even moving and looking at all the sides of this head and seeing that the eyes are open, that she kind of like takes a step back and you can see that this is something that is new for her. Um, you also see as she's taking the shirt off 
the head, um, she takes her hand away and you can see that she had something had happened to her hand as she touched it. Um, which with a success, you would know that that is a telltale sign of bleed. There is some uh-huh. sort of bleed emanating from this body. So she takes out a small wooden tool as she begins kind of poking and prodding at the body now. Um, It seems like she's inexperienced more than she is just doing a sloppy job. Um, But as you're like kind of staring over in your luchador mask, you see that she looks up and she just I can't, I can't concentrate with him here. I'm sorry. I just, I need a minute. And you see uh, Office Investigator Lee just looking up. Wilson, and like, come on. Fine. All right. Medusa, uh, is, is this person uh, part of your, your crew? Does he need to be here? Everybody I, needs to be exactly where they are. I'm, I'm sorry, but we're trying to have an investigation going on, and I... Listen, either you can take the mask off, or I will have to ask you to take a step outside. As he looks over to Roberto. So, Roberto will, will just, uh, he'll just do a slow nod, right? Uh, as he turns, he'll, he, he will be like, um... Uh, Morgan, Medusa, and he'll he'll try he'll try to motion to where uh, Investigator Sharp took that bleed damage, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of be like uh, here, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he'll he he'll be like Mevoy, and he'll just go and hit, assume a intimidating <laughs> position outside of the door elsewhere to make yeah. sure you know <laughs> sure sounds good and you see as you're coming back out you uh you see that some of the folks have since investigator wilson has entered back into the uh the living room and like closed the door behind each of you you see that the folks that were stepping back are now like slowly creeping in the periphery are just kind of talking to each other about how fucked up the body was and shit like that. But you see that they're slowly beginning to come back towards the window. And as you come outside, you just see them start to slowly walk back again. Uh, but as Roberto leaves the living room, what would all of you like to do? Well, the first thing I imagine that uh, Roberto leaving uh, leaves Porter completely just exposed. Mm-hmm. He was kind of crouching stands up ah yes uh hello um and in show of kind of you know straightening out my clothes and uh checking my mustache and my monocle i'll touch the monocle in just a just a way that activates it as my bleed detector Ooh, uh, that's a cool way to do that awesome i and, love that uh just kind of look at the look at the body and sure. check out the uh, check out the inspector to see okay. if they're going to be okay or if this is needs intervention. Yeah, I would say that as 
as you're like kind of now out in the open, you can see as a part of that hide success, I would say that none of these investigators know that this is your home. They, they're OUP, so they don't really know you very well. They don't seem to be like, hey, this is your place. Why is the, they're just kind of more focused on the body. So you, you seem like as you're out, you're like, shit. But nothing happens. You're like, oh, okay. You can take a breath. Okay. They might not know. As you're approaching the body, you see that the cavity that is in the chest, there is something with a lot of bleed there. There is like a kind of like a pulse every once in a while from there. You also see that the face, mainly the top of the head, is covered in bleed as well. which then has rubbed off of the shirt that she was pulling off, which is where she ended up getting that bleed. Sure. Does it look like that's something that uh, that's going to affect her long-term, or is that just the kind of the, the source of her anxiety at this point? It seemed like it was quick, and as any Candela investigator would know, that was a very short exposure to bleed so it seems like it's very minor at the moment however if she were to have had a longer probing of a source of bleed it would have been a lot worse but it seemed like once she had moved the shirt she was taking her hand away so just minor yeah what do you see porter Bleed. There's a lot of bleed. On the head. Uh, on the shirt. In the... In the heart cavity. Still pulsing. We need to get these investigators out of here before they... Stir something up or hurt themselves. Uh... Morgan is pulling on these big, thick, like... Butcher's gloves. Alright. Uh... Do you want to, or do you want me to? Uh, actually, what what I'd like to do, um, as Morgan is getting geared up, and Medusa is checking out the room, uh, I'd like to go talk to the investigators. Uh, okay. A little more up close. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I imagine this. that you can't kind of came closer to the body in order to check with your bleed detector. So you're like right next to them anyways. Uh, yeah, speak. listen, gents, we don't, uh, you don't want to be here any more than any of us do. It's taking time for you to finish and it's going to take, take time for us to finish. Maybe... Maybe I can make a deal with you. How about we let our experts here take over and we'll send the information to you. OUP doesn't have to know. I don't want you to have to do something so distasteful as digging into this body. Savvy? Go ahead and do a sway roll. 
convinced me. Um, <laughs> not have to work? How? I mean, still get the results? How Absolutely. do we help? Right? Yeah, if you want to help, uh, yeah, what would you, what would you like to do? Um, like, is there something I can help with the die roll? That sort of thing. I'm yeah, still um, new so to this. this would be like a, a cunning. So do you have a cunning drive? I can't remember if you do uh, or not. Yeah. You do. Okay. So yeah, then I've you got... could use one of those drives to then uh, give Porter one extra dice. Um, as part of that, thematically, how would Morgan like to assist in that sway? Like, would they want to show their expertise in this certain situation? Like, how would they how would they uh, aid this swaying? Um would probably be uh bringing out more utensils and very mm. carefully like uh picking up the shirt and making sure it's cordoned off that sort of thing love it all right perfect so yes i would say that, that is enough to show your expertise in this matter um porter you then gain an extra dice if you would like to also add your own dice or drive up to you, but currently, yes. However many dice you have, go ahead and make a sway roll. Okay. I am adding one drive myself. Mixed success. Okay. So. You can see that um, the woman, Investigator Sharp, is still new to this job so she wants to get this experience you can see that she's like disappointed but you see that investigator wilson and investigator lee are currently you know they're the seasoned investigators here they do not want to be here of course with investigator wilson knowing medusa i would say that that is one point where he's he just kind of looks over towards uh Lee, who seems to almost be going to say no reluctantly. But Wilson steps in. Guys, I've worked with Medusa before and Morgan as well. Just let's take the night off. Let's go to the bar. Let's just get the information after. And you see each of them like looking towards each other. fine <laughs> they begin to leave um and porter as you're kind of looking over and inspecting the body just from this distance this closeness of the body as you were kind of approaching the investigators um you look down into the um the heart and you begin to see this like churning you begin to see something coming out of it, but then returning back down under the surface, this writhing of whatever that level of muck is. It is extremely disturbing to see something like that as you see, like, fingers coming out. You, you feel like your vicinity to this body, this bleed coming off of whatever is within there is messing with your mind and you're going to take another bleed, uh, another brain mark as that is just messing with whatever you are 
seeing. This has happened before, something like this. This bleed is something that is unexpected in how it affects people. This is definitely one of those moments. So you are taking a step back as each of the investigators kind of look and then see that that happens and says, yeah, it's best that we go. So the three of them are making their way outside of the living room of Porter's house and you see the door closing behind them. You see some of the, uh, not OUP, the periphery officers are looking inside kind of confused and Wilson like puts up a hand closing the door behind you seem to think that he is talking to them moment in this moment, but you are on your own within here. Minus Roberto, who is standing outside still. What would you like to do? Well, first, as uh, as that bleed as that uh, bleed hits me, uh, I'll you know hand to my head, rock back, um, actually kind of sit in one of my chairs, um, and see uh, everyone sees me struggle to breathe for just a moment, and then I uh, kind of have a, a big cough <laughs> and uh, like a couple of pints of seawater come out. Jeez. Oh, I hate that. What did? I freaking hate that. What uh, happened? I was just the, I saw hands coming up out of the, out of the heart. I saw, uh, just, it got to me. I, I'm, you, you two know this, like uh, know this side of things much better than I do. I'll recover myself and try to uh, try to clean up my clean up this mess. So I kind of Maybe. just start, you know, busying myself picking up all the uh, uh, wrought iron puzzles and the the books and mm-hmm. the ashtray that spilled all over the uh, the rug. Yeah, yeah. Maybe get some air and let our friend Roberto in. So. We can I think all that'll invest. be best. Yeah. Uh, so I'll step outside, uh, uh, lighting up a cigarette and taking mm-hmm. a drag on the, uh, uh, the the flask, and kind of nod Roberto back into the into the room. So the three of you are now alone inside of the living room with the body in front of you. How would you like to move forward? Morgan, in your studies, have you seen this, the eyes, have you come across that? Um, would I recall taking out a a pocketbook that's like dozens of scribbled, very tiny, tiny, uh, arcane texts, would I remember uh, something that would cause such a thing. For that, let's do a focus roll. As you are trying to go through your notes and remember something of this nature. This is going to be fun. As... uh... This is going on. Uh, Roberto will see Porter's nod and he'll bring your mic down. Uh, there we go. Uh, as, this is, as this is going on, Roberto is uh, going to enter back in into the house. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got a 
four. Okay. So that is a mixed success. Um, as you're... As you're looking through your notes, you come to one of the... Uh, one of the cases that you remember very vividly. This was a moment where you had been battling a uh, a monster from the beyond, and that was a moment where your mask was taken off. And that fills you with a lot of anxiety as you just remember the feeling of just sheer terror and hopelessness as you found the mask that provides protection was now broken on the ground. But you flip the page. You're going to take a brain mark. However, you finally find a page that talks about burning of the body through different sorts of uh, not symptoms, but um, different types of like effects that come from different types of, you know, things. Um, Fire, of course, being one of them. But none of the other parts of the body are burned. So that doesn't make any sense. Then you go to electric electrocution. You see that if in high uh, voltage, parts of the body can begin to char. And with a whole lot of bleed on the top of the head, you think that quite possibly something was there that had then electrocuted into the head of this victim and then burned the eyes. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, electrocution marks around, possibly around the crown where the bleed is, and eyes. High voltage. Do we electrocute people? Is that the normal form of, uh, Punishment? It depends, I would suspect. I certainly don't. I don't think any of us here... Is... Is it lightning, or... Is it, um... I think more... Contraption than that. Oh, was he a scientist? I mean, um, we could ask, but... Were you a scientist? I don't... I don't think... I mean, I can ask. What do you mean? Pulls out a, um, seance board out of the pack. You 
I told you what I used to do, right? Yes, but I've never seen... It's never come up, and this is... This is exciting. Mm. So, uh... As Roberto enters the room, he he sees everyone uh, working. He sees Morgan pulling out the um, the, the seance board. Um, really quick question: Have we worked together long enough that we would know when each other is stressed or uh, or being bothered by stuff? I would. I mean, I would. I would allow each of you to answer that. I mean, if you would like that to have been a thing, then absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean, you guys are a circle. You guys are a tight-knit group that works together often. So that is up to each of you. Uh, I, th I think for me personally, um, Medusa is very uh, accountable for her own feelings and actions, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't come up. Um, so she internalizes a lot and kind of processes that way. Um, and that also causes her to kind of miss people's, like, strengths. So Morgan may have done this around Medusa, but Medusa's so in her own head that she didn't understand what they were doing. So, Morgan, you are bringing seance supplies, your occultist supplies, out in order to hopefully commune with this victim laid out on the coffee table. I would say for this, um, let's see. I would allow you to use your, extend your senses if you have that, cool. I would allow you to do that in this situation. So that would mean that you're doing a sway, no, a sense roll, um, and you add a number of dice equal to your current intuition resistance, um, which is two. So you get to add two to this as well as your other two, and one of them is gilded. And then if you want to add any of your intuition um, drives, so you have four currently. Six is the max, but four is a good number. Okay. Uh, as Roberto sees the, the, the board coming out, uh, as he enters the room, he's going to be taking his mask off. Sure. Um, but then uh, as soon as he sees that, that board come out, he's going to be like, oh, it's going to be a long night. I'm going to go make some coffee. And he's going to, Go sure. find the kitchen and, and make everyone some coffee. Yeah. Yeah. You you know, you've been to Porter's place a few times. You know where the coffee <laughs> is. Uh, so. I got one success and it was on the uh, gilded die. Heck yeah. Nice. I don't know if, if you've used any of your intuition, but you would then get one of your intuition back. If not, you still get a success. So you get to understand more about a phenomenon you've encountered, that being this. Um, as you're placing out the seance board, the supplies, um, you kind of reach your senses out towards this body. 
the lingering the lingering parts of its soul seem to be locked in to this person. As you're extending your senses out, you begin to see visions in your head of electricity. Your your eyes are closed and you see just blackness and then jolts of this blue lightning past you. You begin to feel your body succumbing to this high-powered electricity coursing through your body. You hear the buzzing of something in the background, and you hear metal clanging nearby, and your vision comes to you, your eyes open in this vision, and you see just a blinding light coming down on you. And then you feel this terrible, piercing pain in your head in four different points, five different points, sorry, coming into your head. Okay. And you feel this pull from your chest. And as that happens, that's when you get shot out of this this vision. And falling backwards with that, um, though uh, Morgan would have been reacting appropriately, I guess, to this and trying their hardest to kind of explain what was going on. Even if as it turns into muttering and gritting their teeth as the uh, spikes of pain shoot through their head and yeah. But what did you see? And Medusa's gonna try to uh, reach for you but she doesn't ever know when to touch people, so what did you see? That's the problem. I didn't see anything. I I felt electricity, white hot light, so so bright, and and then something coming out of the chest and I I believe I know the answer to this but did you feel pain or was there pleasure I think the noises that I was making would have been a lot different <laughs> if it were the uh, second one. This is true. Um, R- Roberto is going to get coffee. Maybe the caffeine will boost something. Um, 
Do we need windows open? Uh, do you need... I'm... I'm okay. I just... I suppose I should have had something a little more specific in mind than... How did you die? <sighs> so... The electricity and the spikes were... On the money. Spikes... It was not a general electric feel? Was it isolated, or...? There were sparks across uh, my vision, then a blinding, blinding light. And you definitely felt it I, coming from these, like, piercing wounds slash, like, the pain. It felt like that was where the the electric feeling was jolting out of. Okay. That then went down the body. Okay. Um, he's just writing all this down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roberto after a little bit uh comes back into the building uh in the building into the room um he has a tray with three cups uh of coffee and uh he'll uh he'll he'll go to set it down like on one little table and see that it's been you know knocked over as as per police procedural yep nonsense <laughs> and be like <sighs> and then he'll just kind of like walk over to everyone and, and give coffee and be like it, so, uh, what where have we found out so far? Uh, electrocuted through some spikes in his head and then through the body and... <sighs> Sorry, it's still very... Very fresh. This had to have been recent. No, oh, I see. See, I, I, I can see that that you that that you are affected by uh, what happened. Uh, hands coffee. <laughs> um, uh, Pulls Roberto... out something from a pocket. It turns to be a straw. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love it so much. <laughs> I was wondering how uh, we were going to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, Roberto will look over to uh, to Porter, and um, he'll be like, eh, "Porter, where where did you say that this body was found?" Um, Porter's just outside the door, and he kind of hears that. He uh, tosses the cigarette out, uh, comes back inside. Um, I found it just uh, just down by the docks, but pulled it out of the sea. I'm not sure where it might have come from there. I guess that's that's one of the biggest questions we need to figure out is where where did this come from? Uh, as as Porter comes back in, of course, Roberto hands him a coffee as well. Of course. And then finally, you know, hands Medusa her coffee. Um, and then so Roberto will then will then be like, uh, do we think? Perhaps we should go to where the body was found. Maybe there's some clues there. 
Um, I would first like to figure out why he found himself in this situation in the first place. Um, perhaps his clothes lead to his profession? Or um, any tattoos? Or any, any weird markings that suggest that he's in with a notorious bunch? Sure. Uh, for like a general like body check, go ahead and do, that would be a focus roll, I believe, or survey. Uh, one sec, survey, I think, actually. Uh, well, I guess focus could work. Uh, yeah, no, focus, focus. Ooh, focus, I got a gilded, I'll take that. Yeah, focus makes the most sense. You're analyzing okay. the body. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, right uh, on. I got... <laughs> I got two fail fails. Uh, oh, really no. bad. <laughs> okay. Yup. <laughs> um, so, as you're as you're beginning to look over the body, you're looking for like tattoos, any any sort of identifying marks that would lead you to know who this person might be. Um, you find on the inside of this jacket pocket, there is a sort of paper within there. And you pull it out and you find that this paper, the ink on it has been completely just smeared. However, you continue to move around the body carefully. But as you try and manipulate some of the clothes to find any identifying features you accidentally press a point that you weren't aware had bleed covering it you find that around the neck there is this like on the back side of the neck you find there is another piercing mark that is covered in bleed. You were moving the body's head just ever so slightly, and as you put your hand on the other side of it, you feel this, like, kind of electric shock as this type of bleed is still reminiscent of whatever was pulsing through this body, and you feel that going through. You feel these piercing wounds in your head, um, and you feel, like, this sheer terror. You're gonna take a bleed mark and you find during this investigation there are no like marks that would lead you to believe who or lead you to know who this person is okay um Medusa in times of turmoil will sometimes shake um but this is like a electrocuted kind of shaking mm -hmm. um so she just sort of like freezes and when she finally like settles in she just completely turns away um mm -hmm. and just says there's more more on the neck more on the neck don't don't touch that don't touch that carefully cradling the head too 
Or if we keep touching this body, we're going to end up dead. I think it's best we go <laughs> investigate where this happened or where he was found. I agreed. So, leaving the body, you is there anything you would like to do before leaving the living room? No, I'm, cool. I kind of want to get out of here. I've uh, had, had way too many uh, anxious moments already in here. Uh, one of the things out of the kit I can have is a bleed containment vial. So you'd like to contain some of the bleed that was from... Uh, maybe the pierce wounds on on the body okay so um you bring this bleed uh containment vial near what i imagine is like this this mechanism that you press and it kind of brings in all of the nearby bleed and then just has this like vaporous type clear like you can't see it but like vapor of that type of bleed within it um and you have that in this containment vial, it is secured as you put it in your bag. Um, and that reduces the amount of bleed that you s- that is on the body. Porter, with your bleed detector, you are now seeing that the head's bleed, specifically the top part of it and around the head, is currently at a minimal level. And um, as Morgan, you, you try to move around and capture this bleed you do see these pierce marks they are large like circles that are just kind of burrowed into the skull okay yeah you also see being this close to the face there is this little bit of like this gel like substance that is coming from the side of this victim's mouth. It's like this really like seafoam green type color, um, but it is like at the moment kind of dried up. So more tacky than it is like actual ooze. Right, right. Um... I would say go ahead and do a focus roll. This is a lower stakes roll. So nothing terribly bad is going to happen if you don't remember this. Uh, One success. One success. Okay. This is something that you've seen before, um, specifically with eons, the exoteric order of new sciences. Uh, this specific substance is whatever was left over by a type of not a potion but more of a antidote for bleed that Eons has Um, and not so much an antidote that gets rid of bleed but more it stops whatever negative effects that the body has to bleed. So one of the things that you do notice is this person was most definitely coming from eons something. 
they are a victim of eons. To what extent is still a mystery, but you can tell that this person was experimented on. There was some sort of goal that they had, and this person fell victim and passed from those experiments. <sighs> I don't think we're going to find much at the uh, riverside. This was the work of eons. Seems like they were trying to experiment with something. I, I'm not quite sure, but something makes me think that they were trying to balance everything out to see. No pun intended. What uh, they could accomplish. Was was this man working with or voluntold? Voluntold in the same way uh, a a bag over your head at the middle of the night is is asking you to go quiet. So, no choice. Maybe Do there's... We know... Go ahead. Do we know the last location of your Eon? Would we, or are they another shadowy organization? They're... Yeah, they're more of a shadow... Like, whenever Candela knows of some sort of, like, one-off lab that Eons is taking control of, they do their best to shut it down. So, um... There are, there are places that have consistent Eons activity, one of them being the Red Lamp District, because the Red Lamp District has a lot of, like, cheap office spaces that a lot of uh, businesses then rent out or purchase to run their businesses there. Um, but they also have places all over new fair and even outside of new fair that they bring people and um have them experiment on these victims that are voluntold to be there uh would the metal and stone hint have uh gotten me anything because the first thing i think of just even out of character would be like a penitentiary. So I would say you definitely um, hmm, from that vision I would say actually do a do a focus roll. Going to spend a drive. Okay. Yeah, a uh, quick mechanics question. Yes. Um I don't have any drives in intuition, uh but can I assist 
and give a drive from like my cunning. So the way that assisting works, you would have to have one in intuition. You would use the okay. same. There are abilities that some um, folks have. I think the slink has one where if somebody has, um, if somebody's using an intuition, you could still aid with like a cunning or nerve drive. I can't remember which one it is, but like that's one ability that you can have. Um, but yes, it, it's usually the same whatever ability thing. Got it. One success. Would you like to assist? Huh? Yeah, I, I okay. do. I do want to assist. Um, cool. I think the way that Medusa would assist is uh, she would say like, you know, Porter's line of work has um, illuminated the fact that sometimes shady goings-on are strategically placed throughout the city. Maybe perhaps we can look at the past incidents of uh, Eon's locations and deduce where this might be. Hi. It's a good idea. Um, so, Medusa gives you one extra die on top of the okay. one that you have. So, whatever you rolled, you can roll one more. Another success. Awesome. Yes. So, you're starting to think about what, where they might have been, where their most recent bust was. But one thing... You know, you know that it's it's kind of random. One thing that you do notice on this paper that was pulled out, as it was flipped over, you see that the ink is kind of smudged in a way that one of the symbols on the top is in the shape of an eye, which you know is an Eon symbol. It's almost like it might have been something else before it was this eye symbol. Like, this is a secret way, like a calling card of the Eon's organization. And as you spot that, you pick up this paper, and you're able to just barely decipher through these smudgings of the ink this was a not a calling card it was it was a a like a call for people to come to a specific place a specific office and you do see red lamp district here you see two doors down from the art gallery you see Study, if qualified, 500 bills reward. And now as you take take in that information, you see all of these pieces connecting. The clothes are not the best. They're created for function. You can see that this person was most likely blue collar of worker you see that they're 
their uh their clothes are tinted with dirt most likely a worker in the steel all of that leads you to believe that this person was looking to have that monetary reward to better themselves 500 bills is a lot of money so now with this information you know that your next destination is the red lamp district So to the red lamp district to the red lamp district at this we are going to go ahead and go to a quick break we'll be right back with more candela obscura we will be probably gone for 10 15 minutes somewhere in that so please stay we will continue the story here shortly we will see you all soon bye everybody Welcome back, everyone. We are continuing this story as the circle of Agua y Tierra is coming to the Red Lamp District to investigate this this place where they found eons was experimenting on people. Um, you were able to find an address that I'm not going to get into, but you found an address that you're able to follow into the Red Lamp District. And as you go through, you see that the Red Lamp District is filled with, um, you know, legalized sex workers and um, legalized, uh, um, I want to say drugs, but like, what's the, what's... Legalized vices? Legalized vices, there we go. That's a great way to put it. Um, So... You find people just, you know, coming to folks that are making a business in the streets and taking their things back to their own homes. And you find there are some, um, what's the word as well? Houses, not, not, I want to say whorehouses. That's terrible. What is, what, yeah, brothel. There we go. That's the word. Jeez. You see brothels and stuff like that, but. You also see, towards the center of the Red Lamp District, there are large buildings that have office spaces, that have different types of businesses that usually come in. But at this time, there are nobody within them. Lights are out. You find the art gallery. Its lights are out as well. And you find the two doors down, this office space. In the door, they have a window that in between this paper that is pasted onto the other side of the window, there is a closed sign. You also see that all of the other windows are in similar fashion. There is paper on the inside that covers anybody to see within this office space. How would you all like to approach this? Around this, um, around this building, are there 
Is it surrounded by other building, other office style buildings or like across the street? Uh, is there a, a brothel or are there other businesses? Right. There are around? other businesses as well. Um, and specifically in this area, there are like large buildings that and large, meaning like maybe four floors max. There are different types of, uh, you know, they have different signs on the outside that show all the businesses like a locksmith you have um a like home cleaning services you have clothing that like tailors it's a large variety of places because this area is notorious to having those cheaper uh spaces for businesses to rent out there is another place which the Varnish was the district that has your um, your restaurant and library chapter house. That was the place that is more like urbanized and has a lot more shops and things like that. Um, but outside of the Varnish, which is slightly more expensive, well, not even slightly, it's more expensive than the Red Lamp District is. So those that want to open up a business but can't necessarily afford the placement of the Varnish, they end up going to the Red Lamp District. So, naturally, there are different varieties of businesses here. Uh, uh, being a restaurant worker um, and being on the floor and, and you know, uh, dealing with people day in and day out, would I know anyone in the area uh, from them, co like, coming in for coffee or whatnot at the uh, Gordo? Go ahead and do a survey roll. As you're looking that. around for anybody that you know. I got a two and a one, which is a whole lot of nothing. Fantastic. There is nobody that you see. A lot of people here um, are kind of in their own world. They're not really focused on anybody else other than when they're in like, you know, groups of folks that are, you know, going to the brothel or grabbing some uh what did we say before i can't remember now um vices vices there we go yeah grabbing their <laughs> vices and returning got to it. wherever they are hanging out got it yeah um yeah so uh roberto will just kind of like look around he's like i don't know anyone here i'm kind of disappointed in myself <laughs> <laughs> Roberto, it's the middle of the night. What did you expect? Uh, well, uh, too savage, you know. It's, I know people from people, and I am sad that I do not know anyone from anyone here. Maybe they're all at El Coqui Gordo already. I mean, this is very true. This is very true. <laughs> very true. So, how, uh. how do we... Uh, Roberta will look over to the, the door that, you know, that is two doors down from the uh, museum or whatever it was. Uh, he'll look over and he'll be like, so how do we want to do this? Do we want to uh, do the direct route or do we want to try to be sneaky sneaky? Well, my friend, why don't you just uh, keep an eye out and let me work on this door? Um, and I'll Pull out a set of burglary equipment. Love it. Marking All my, right. Marking my second oh, yeah. gear. Um, so I'm going to make an attempt to open that. 
I think that would be a control roll. Or no, hide, because that's sleight of hand. Yeah, let's okay. do a hide roll. That's yeah, that... much better. Yeah. Uh, that gives me two dice, one of which is gilded. Ooh, nice. Um, and I, I will I will stand lookout. Uh, again, the mascara is produced and I will be putting that on. Are you are you Does attempting to assist? A... Yeah, I would like to try. Yes. OK, um, so, then so I would I would, that would be like cunning. to give it. Yep. Yeah, I would okay, say that that so definitely yeah. works for for assisting, because then now you know Ooh. that you can trust Roberto to uh, let you know if anybody's coming. So you could focus completely on this lock. Uh, okay, so resistances. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, okay, don't I'll forget to use you. those. So if you fail, you can use a resistance to re-roll. Just keep that in mm. mind. Okay, action. There it is. Okay, so I can re-roll up to two of those if I burn a resistance. Right. Okay, great. Then I will do that. Oh. Because that was all trash. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, a, it was two ones and a three. Oof. Okay, I got a six. Ooh, nice. Not okay, perfect. Well, you got a full success, and with that success, you hit each of the pins in the tumbler and easily you unlock this door that then you open and it opens with like a creaking sound. You see within a dark room, but you all enter in and within here you find that this place looks to be completely in shambles. Like somebody had come in and just done a demolition. They are, you see furniture that is broken and scattered you see that there is like a central almost waiting room area where there are different chairs and a coffee table that is broken in half you can see that there are different types of papers that might have been a part of a newspaper um, but have been shredded you also find that there is a trash can a metallic trash can that is currently within that seems to have charred marks on the inside of it. As well as the fact you also see in this central waiting room area, there are similar types of cards that you had found on the body of invites to this study. So this is most definitely where you need to be. But outside of that, I will leave it to you to investigate this room. Um, Roberto would like to start to search for um, for any secret doorways or, or whatnot, because, hey, we have secret doorways. Why not? Sure. All right. Go ahead and do a survey roll. I'd like to burn of resistance. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> little little reroll. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, little 
I I will also try to like knock uh for like a false door and that sort of thing. So um with the resistance, it's only with the original roll. Okay. However, all right, fair. Did you? Oh, you got a five. Yep, I got a five. Cool. Well then, yeah, we'll just keep it at that. So keep your drive. All right. Um. So with a with a five, you begin like kind of on the wall to try and find some sort of a hollow sounding um, secret door. You continue like making your way around the wall. And as you do, you begin to hear a underneath your feet as you feel a false floor that that just collapses under you. You're going to take a uh, body mark from this, but as these floorboards shatter underneath you, you begin to fall down a set of stairs that leads to a cellar, a basement within here. Yeah, you went straight for it. I love it. That was great. <laughs> from the bottom of from the bottom of the stairs, everyone just hears, "I'm okay." <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you just well, hear this way to do it. shattering of of floorboards and do 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 do. I am okay from the bottom. I love it. That's so fucking good. Oh. Um, Medusa is gonna like kind of look around to see if if there were people uh like hidden if anything uh mm-hmm. reacted to that i would say from not having to do a survey roll you look around and it doesn't look like anything stirs if you would like to do more and risk this survey roll you can go ahead and do that no i think this this makes for good i like cool. not knowing for sure cool. um, yeah looking around it doesn't seem like there's anything that reacts yeah. I, I um, think bef- we're alone. Before we head out of this area. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. That's it. I think we're alone. Um, before we head out of this area, I want to check out that trash can sure. and see if there's any remnants of uh, burn paper that might have some information on them. Uh, this, I would say for sure, is a survey roll. As you're looking for something specific. Five. Cool. Taking a look and sifting through this, um, there's pages in here. Lots of burned books, and it seems to be that most, if not all of it, is just pages and pages of something. A lot of it is completely charred over. Um, However, at the bottom... Towards the center of this, you can see that there are still embers here. And as you reach in, you get a body mark from just the quick burning. But you see at the center, there are still embers. This is fresh. This is something that happened recently within the last 24 hours. Within, Ah, however, you find that... There are there are notes that you find specifically 
I would say that since there, this was a large fire of pages, you don't find much, but you do find a small like corner of a page that the last word of whatever sentence this was, was control. Did you find any, were there eyeballs in there? From the... <sighs> There's a, a, a bloody hot, hot coal in here, but uh, no, uh, just, uh, just the word control. Control what? Control mm. the landing, apparently. Now <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, we better go go make sure that uh, Roberto's uh, all right. Of course, of course. Said he is, but he's a stubborn, stubborn guy. <laughs> I'll head down, uh, kind of as I can as I don't know are we able to like kind of get down safe safer than Roberto oh yeah at this point the the initial crashing of the floorboards has subsided you see a staircase that is you know kind of covered with uh, the remnants (laughs) of these floorboards pieces but definitely you can make your way down the staircase take Um, one step to the left and go down the steps right yeah (laughs) so (laughs) As you're all making your way down the staircase, you begin to hear this interesting. There we go. You begin to hear the sound of a beating heart. <laughs> As you come down here, you see that there is a doorway that enters into a gruesome laboratory. Everything here seems to be covered in blood. You see at the center of this room is a operation chair. One that, something that you would see at like the dentist. This this uh, chair that is from foot to head and it is currently set back, and just above you see this light that is currently not on. Morgan, as you see this, this is what you had a vision of. This light, this chair. You see within this chair, a body, unmoving. You see there are metallic instruments that are completely surrounding this operation chair and you see there is shattered glass all throughout the floor you also see on the left hand side multiple tables with restraints and blood covering them just nearby there is an industrial sink that is also covered in blood And the final thing you see, nearby this operation table, you see a interesting electrical mechanism. Electricity is still new. Um, I would say that 
yeah, I, I guess you guys would know this is a electrical generator. This is something that creates mm. electricity. Um, and then, of course, Morgan, you understand that this is most likely where that source of electricity was from that vision. But you are within this lab, this Eon's lab. What would you all like to do? Um, Morgan, are you experiencing deja vu? <laughs> Extremely. This is the right place. That points towards the electrical control uh, generator. That's what did it, but please tell me I'm not the only one hearing the The heartbeat? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm still here, then. <laughs> um, I would like to know if our body is at Porter's house, was this one killed after? Or perhaps the the culprits are just messing with us and put this one here to I don't know a warning uh was the warning. face look like of the of that uh that body or are, are their eyes also gone and charred eyes are closed currently um you can see that their mouth is also closed um on their head, specifically, you see this weird metallic contraption that you see on his skull. Like, on his head, there is blood coming from these different piercing pins that have burrowed into his head. You see there are, like, different types of wires that are connected all around his skull as well. Um, and this you can see there is like a central large cable that is supposed to come out of it, but it is cut. You see frayed wires kind of creating like this, almost like a pineapple, like this stretching of different wires that come out. Um, I'm gonna go forward and uh, check to see if this is a body or a person. Okay. See if they're alive. How would you like to approach this body? Um, sneakily as possible. Okay. So if just in case there's anyone watching or anything. Sure. So slowly. Yeah, go ahead and do a hide site. check. Okay. So three, one gilded. Two, one gilded. Uh, I've got a five. I'm five. gilded, so I'm okay. get, getting a cunning back. Perfect. You slowly look to everybody, kind of telling them to stay back as you approach this body quietly. You make it up to the body. You see that within a similar cavity on the, la the left side of their chest, there is a heart that isn't 
organic. You can see this almost like a... Uh, it's not like plastic, but it's definitely more malleable than metal is. You can see that it is currently artificially pumping like it's still running. And that's what this heartbeat sound is coming from. However, oh, this takes, oh takes you aback a little as you take a false step and you hear of glass under your boot and you see the eyes open up and you see it looking towards you. You see him holding onto something. I'm not going back. It's not dead. You, you see him holding a knife. I'm not going back. Not with Eon. We're, we're here to help. I'm just nodding. Yes, 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 yes. Go back, go back where? I would like somebody to do a sway roll. And you can have help because multiple people are definitely adding into this. So whoever is going to be leading the sway roll, you would then be able to at least get somebody's help if that's possible. I have two, no gilded. I don't know what everybody else has. I got nothing. Okay. All right, I then I'll, uh, I'll help with the, uh, with the drive. Cool. All right. While they're while they're taking care of uh, this gentleman, Roberto, uh, he would like to uh, uh, stay in the shadows as much as he can. Of course. Uh, draw his hand weapon, which is a machete, uh, and he's going to survey and look around to make sure that um, no one sneaks up on the crew and, uh, you know. Keep a lookout. I love it. Go ahead and do a survey roll then. Medusa. My, my sway was two mixed and one fail. Two mixes and one fail. Okay. So, um... Four for Roberto. Uh, yeah, Roberto. Um, hmm. Okay, so for Medusa. One of the things that you notice about this body is that they are very pale. You could see that their skin has turned into a discolored gray. You could see that there's no color in their lips or their face. You could see that they've an open cavity in their chest. You could see that they've lost a lot of blood and yet still this person is moving alive. But there's no way that that happens. That's that's impossible. And that feeds into your existentialism. Again, you what is the meaning of life if someone can die and still be here? That doesn't make any sense. And you try to figure out how this can even happen. You're going to take a brain mark. However, you see that this person is slowly 
putting the knife down. And he looks over. If you're not with Eons, then who are you? And answer correctly, because... I can't promise what I'll do. Well, I am Medusa Marks. I'm a professor. And not in any way capable of doing or wanting to do what has been done to you. Roberto. You see, um, looking around, there isn't anybody that you can see or surrounding or even hidden within here, so that's good. Um, I would say that with with the um, with the state of this room, it's currently a, a quite a hazard. Um, and as you're kind of looking through different cabinets and things just to make sure that nobody is in there, you have a one of the tools within it fall onto you, this like large saw that falls onto your arm and it pierces into it. You're going to take another body mark. But as you throw it back down, you finish up your search, beginning to like throw some of your uh, bandages on there. And you feel fairly certain that there is nobody here other than this person. As he stands up from this table, this chair, he just looks over to Porter, who is nearby. What are you doing here, then? First of all, mate, we are the good guys. I know it's hard to believe, but here to help. Uh, I'm going to reach into my jacket. Offer you a cigarette, because I for sure need one right now. He just holds up his knife in like a defensive position as you reach get, into your get jacket. How you, get how you feel. We've got a dead body that looks strangely like you as far as the cavity in the chest and the wounds on the head. And I'm sure shit glad to see you alive. But I want to help you before you before you turn out like the other. No, light the two cigarettes and offer him one. Like maybe we could put the knife down and just talk about what's happened. Just takes it and quickly puts it in. I'm keeping this. But then he just sits down. Fair compromise. Now maybe you could tell us about a little bit about who did this to you and what happened. I don't know. I... My mind is foggy. I remember 
coming here. There were... There were other... other... people and... I don't know, I... Then I just... appeared. Woke up on... And he looks over to these operation tables that you see are filled with, like, leather restraints. I just found myself on one of those, and I... Screams. And... I had this on me. I didn't have this yet, but... I I don't know. These people, they were in masks and... Lab coats. They were doing things to us that... I... I think I died. I remember seeing a light. This cold feeling that came over me, but... It it doesn't make any sense. I don't... I'm right with you there, but, uh... Maybe one of my friends back here would, uh, love to hear about... about your experiences. They're more on that... other side of death kind of thing. They went to another place. They left here. I... They brought me with with them, and I was able to... (laughs) was able to get free. Only for a moment, they... They were more focused on the person that... I had stabbed. I was able to cut my restraints and... get out of here. Luckily, the guards weren't there. They were dealing with something else. I can... I can show you where they are. But... I don't... I don't know. Did... Did the rest of them die? The ones that were with you? I think so. I I don't know if they have this. It seems like they were doing different things to each of us. What what I want to know is why are you special? Why are you alive with no blood? It doesn't seem you have any blood in your system. There's no nothing to pump. What makes you special or not special if they were willing to let you go? I would imagine a miracle such as this, they would want to chase after you until... I don't know. Maybe they thought that I would be dead by now. Not... not connected to the generator that they had. 
I don't know why I'm alive. Well, while you're alive, I would like to see where they are. I, I can't speak for the rest of my colleagues. No, I'll make a move. Uh, I'll take off my jacket, empty out my, uh, take my flask and my uh, uh, my cigarettes, put them in a vest pocket, offer him my coat. Might need to. Yeah cover that up you see him putting it on and his body is quite frail at the moment too um you can see obviously with no blood in the system he's definitely like deflated kind of as he puts on the jacket you see from his other hand this pocket watch the chain still connecting to his hand just falls down and he gathers it back into his hand. I can show you. Can you... He takes out the pocket watch again and then opens it, and you see on the inside this uh, portrait of a, of a woman. I don't think I can face her anymore. Can you... just tell her that... I don't know. Tell her that I ran. That I was too afraid of committing... I don't want her to think that I'm dead or whatever this is. My friend. That's what you want. I will. But I will tell you that the capacity for those who love us look past our, our scars is probably more than you think. Let's get this situation handled. You help us get through this. Maybe we can figure out how to get you back to your life. Because the person in that picture, even though these are some strange circumstances, they don't deserve to be without you. I so hope help you're us. right. Yes. I I do too. It's a task at hand. Let's go find these, find these monsters. I'm, I'm, I'm David, by the way. Order. We're from Candela Obscura. I don't know if you've heard of us, but like I said, we're the good guys. Well, I'm glad that you came. You can see that, like, he's, his face is showing that, like, immense sadness, obviously. But you can tell that, like, even though he seems like he's crying, there's nothing that's coming out. As well as the fact that Morgan, as you're watching this transpire, 
and seeing this heart beating within him, you see these tubes that come out and go throughout the body. That is the same type of gel-like substance that was coming out of the mouth of the other body. That is adjuvant, the same type of antidote that reduces the body's response to bleed. And that is pumping through his body. Um, really quick, uh, Roberto, after he's surveyed, made sure no one is going to sneak up on him, uh, he will sheathe his machete. He will take his mascara off. Um, and when they're ready to move, he will actually come forward and um, assist uh, David uh, in moving in whatever capacity is needed, either, you know, mm -hmm. by carrying him or just, you know, uh, just being nearby. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He seems to be able to move at least decently. Um, he's not obviously the strongest in this state, um, but he definitely can move on his own walking. Uh, I know it's kind of a, what's the word? Um, stereotypical, but he is walking very much like like a zombie would um, as he's like kind of not really stumbling, but like he doesn't have full control over his body still or anymore, at least. Right. Very lo like lethargic, if you will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But is there anything you would like to do before moving on? Absolutely. Yes. Um, I'm sorry to jump back in, but uh I'm going to uh, look around the room, see if there's any bleed. Okay. Yeah, using Anything your bleed detector. Um, one of the things that you do see uh, is there is bleed on the electrical generator. Um, and from what's most openly seen, the electrical generator is giving something off. But more than that, you find just David's entire body has this, like, faint aura of bleed. You see that there's a lot coming from the, the, the helm that he has, but not nearly as much as the other person had. Mm -hmm. Outside yeah, of David. that, looking around, you see that there's, like, a faint bleed aura around the operation tables, the, the restraint tables. Mm -hmm. And then there is also that feint around the operation chair. Okay. Um, so, uh, David, do you mind doing something for me? Touch sure. that, touch that generator. It's not on. It's not, just touch the top of it. Why? It's a little complicated. Um, do you mind if I step close to you? Do a sway roll. Uh, I'd like to aid. Okay. Um, okay. He, he won't hurt you. I'll give you one. Sure, yeah. 
A three. Perfect. Yeah. I... I'm sorry. This is just a little odd. Sure. Well, if uh, anyone has a foot-tall top hat that can cover that, those wires up with, we are ready to go. Um, I know I said I didn't want to do anything. No, sure. Go for it. Really quick. Uh, Medusa has chemical concoction, and since we're in a lab-like area, uh, I'd like to spend a few minutes while everyone's kind of finishing up. Sure. And create an uh, explosive concoction for later, just in case. Absolutely. I love that. Okay, (laughs) cool. So um, you're able to get a lot of the substances, like a lot of the glass that is shattered on the ground, you are able to easily uh, distinguish that those as like beakers and graduated cylinders and different types of scientific measuring devices. Um, You also find uh, that some of them have just been shattered with their bottoms left with some substance at the bottom. And you're able to collect enough of those that you can identify some of them, but some of them hope for the best as you pour them all into (laughs) this concoction of just mixed chemicals and different mm-hmm. types of things you, you got that all right <laughs> love it that's so good <laughs> so good okay <laughs> so yes morgan i think you're muted can't hear you interesting There's usually a green light, right? Is it on? It... Okay, one second. I wonder if it died. Is there anything else that anybody wants to do in the meantime? Good. <laughs> While we deal with the horrors of Technical difficulties. Of course, yep. Uh, I mean, other than... Um... <laughs> so many technical difficulties. <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, so for as much time as he has, Roberto would like to try to... Uh, you know, to do some some sort of first aid on, uh, on David. Okay. Um, you know, uh, maybe put, try to affix something over that gaping sure. wound mm-hmm. around, uh, around his heart. Um, you know, but just, uh, just to try to help. Yeah. yeah. Um, past the time that he says that he doesn't want to get anybody close to him after you offer first aid he seems to change his demeanor as he just okay but I'm keeping this pointing lifting up the knife that's in his hand <laughs> so really like offhandedly as 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 Roberto you know uh, once once he gives 
um, permission as Roberto starts to, you know, uh, patch him up uh, as he says, I'm keeping this. Roberto will just be like, it's okay. I have a bigger one. <laughs> as as you're like kind of coming in and starting to like wrap the thing, you say that, and then he just doesn't know how to react to that. Like, oh, I thought I was protected, but now, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but he just lifts his hands up as you like wrap around his torso to cover up that open wound. Um, Hello, there you are. There they are. Great. Great. No worries. So, what would you like to do? He just takes it from you, places it on. Thank you. It's all good. No worries at all. Um, so as you all begin to follow him outside of this lab uh, you see him kind of going through this mental remembering of all of the events that had happened here he takes a moment in the gathering room and then makes his way out how are you going to cover up the head piece? I mean, I, I was joking, but maybe we can find a hat. I was about to say, uh, is there any anything that can be used as a hat and or is there a hat uh, that can be used to cover it? Let's roll I know, for it. I know it's OK. Yeah. Let's do a, a survey roll. You could also do that. Yeah, uh, there were, uh, I believe you said there were lab coats around. Yeah. Maybe we could fashion okay. one of those into kind of a, a burnous kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah cool. let's do that. Easy enough. No, no check on that. That's easy enough. You're okay. able to cover it up. You exit this office space and find that everybody outside is just doing what they were doing. You turn down the alley just nearby and he kind of looks off pointing towards one of the nearby buildings and says they're in there. It seems like they just wanted to be close. It's kind of an insult. He points to the door right there. 
including the others. Um, five, six. Okay, well, only a little bit outnumbered. We've seen worse. There's only one of the scientists. Well, that I stabbed at least. There's another one that seemed to be some sort of an assistant. Do they right. have a leader? Or a I, hierarchy? I, I, I didn't catch very much. I... Maybe I think the scientist is the one that's leading all of this. The other, the other two seem to be just guards, people that were meant to keep us in line. Do you have all that, Roberto? Because that's gonna be mostly you. Uh, so Roberto, um, he uh, does the slow. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> love it. And he, and uh, he looks at David real quick, and and he'll just be like, "I'm going to put the mask on. It will be scary." And he'll put the mask, Hell the yeah. mascara back on. <laughs> and after he's done putting the mascara back on, he'll pull out the machete and be like, "Those sounds like good odds to me." Oh my god, I love it so much. This is fan fucking tastic. Okay. Yes. So. <clears throat> As you're approaching this this building, this one-off kind of almost like a it looks like a house that they kind of gutted out and turned into a business with like like a townhome uh, situation where these four are kind of connected. Um, as you're all approaching, he looks over to the front and he says, "There's a back way directly in the cellar door." It's chained, so I don't know if you have any way to get in. I think we can manage. All right. He leads you around where just on the side of this, uh, like, it, it's almost like an alley between the other building that's nearby. Um, it's this slanted cellar that has two doors that are currently wrapped around with tight chain and a lock um so with the most logical next step i imagine porter is probably going to be going for it absolutely perfect so yes make well, your, rest of your uh, hide the rest of you all figure out where uh what we're going to do with david because i don't think he's going in to fight i don't know I think I want to finish uh, what I started. Help the others. That that is your choice, amigo. I was going I was going to offer a a, a place uh, that for you to hide out. But if you if you look for redemption, then stay by my side. I think so. I think I owe it to them. We're all in this, so. I wouldn't want to abandon them. Well, uh, fair enough. Uh, I'll unwrap the 
the chain and the lock uh rolled a six perfect yeah um, not only do you do it well but you do it well enough to where it just unlocks and then silently you take the chain out so it doesn't just it's perfectly taken out you take your time to make sure that it is as silent as it can be and to the point everybody that's looking towards david doesn't even hear this happen as you turn around and you see that it is open now at least able to be opened with porter just standing there yeah uh and i'm keeping that chain perfect all right so you all open the cellar doors and begin descending down the stairs there's another door at the end of this little hallway that leads into the cellar proper um it doesn't seem like this one has a lock but you steal yourselves for whatever you can find on the inside who's leading the charge I'm guessing Roberto probably (laughs) can can we first listen uh, to the other side of the door and and actually see if there's if we hear anyone on the other side of the door absolutely Uh, yeah go ahead and I would say do a uh, no survey yeah do a survey roll I did get a six perfect because if you got anything else you would have fucking made some noise all right (laughs) you listen in and you hear electricity sparking you also hear some like muffled sounds of somebody talking you also hear a every so often grunting happening like somebody in pain Mm, okay Outside of that, not much. Okay, so Roberto will turn to the group in, uh, uh, you know, in whispered voices. Uh, he'll, there's, there are definitely uh, personas on the other side of this door. I don't know how many are friends. I don't know how many are no friends. Uh, Medusa. Did I see you taking some tiki-taki, tiki-taki and making some sort of thingy-majiggy uh, in the other building? You did. I can go... It, will, will it go to boom? It will. <laughs> Do, Do you need that to... now, or...? Well, I leave that to you. Uh, I, I, I would most certainly feel better to uh, just open the door, toss the thing in, and then pick up the remains afterwards but, but if I, you want to be a little bit safer i i can just open the door and we can just go in i i just i'm afraid of the other four that are in there if there are even four in there anymore they're not of sound mind they're they're following the orders and if if we stop the orders from coming in maybe we can save them i don't, I don't know Perhaps I'll, I'll I'll wait for the tiki tacky boom potion, uh, and I put that back in, and then I uh, put my pen that I've been like writing endlessly on, stick that in my hair, and I pull out a hat pin as my item uh, hand weapon. Perfect. And uh, for now, I will assist where I can. 
Boom, come. I'll, I'll warn you all of the boom before it happens. <laughs> ah, fair enough. Um, could I use a survey to see if uh, I can find a, a, a alternate way in? Maybe a... From outside? Or you uh, mean like... Not from right here. Almost like a, maybe a... Like a false uh, An door upper or floor or... Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, or a window somewhere or something that we could... Uh, sure, sure. Like a, a cellar window. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say go ahead and do a survey roll. You would have to be on the outside because, I mean, there is an upper floor, obviously, with the with the way that this is set up. There is something above this cellar. Um, but to find some sort of like a window, you could see that the grass here is like kind of overgrown. So to sift through and try to find something definitely do a survey roll actually sorry i'm gonna zig on that one um we are going to i'm gonna use my scout ability and burn intuition and um ask what do i notice here that others do not see ah i like it okay um let's see what do you see that no one else would? Um, yeah, I'd say that you find a cellar, uh, like a little window, um, and you're <laughs> able to see within there, uh, there are two guards that are currently just kind of, uh, it, it's, it's a little dusty and hard to see, and it's dark too, um, outside at least. But looking in here, you see that there is some light coming out and like sparks that you can see are just shedding light through this window. You see there is a generator here, a hose that is connected to something leading outside. You find the two guards that are currently just sitting down, watching whatever's happening. And you see a older man that is currently looking over four individuals that are standing just at attention in front of him. You see those same metallic contraptions connected to their heads, this cable connecting to a top, uh, like, metallic... You know, uh, have you guys seen Breaking Bad with Jesse Pinkman at the end where he has that like chain that moves around? One of those contraptions that like you could see the cables are moving back and forth wherever they end up moving throughout this basement. Um, you see that some of them have burnt eyes. There are uh, two of them that seem to be seem to be okay. One of them doesn't have a cavity in their uh, in their chest. So you can see just based off of this that there were different routes they were taking with this experiment that they were doing. What is the most efficient way to do this? Should we replace the heart with this? Should we do... It's barbaric. But they had a... a method of approaching this but with each order given to them you see them reaching out their right hand and then reaching out their left 
they're listening to whatever is being told and you see the assistant just next to the older uh, the older man that is just writing notes furiously alright uh, I'm going to note uh, positioning of the guards mm-hmm. are they are they far enough away that I think we could we could do a tika taka boom and uh, get just them I, what would the range of this be? I mean, I guess it's not really like explosive as much as it's like acidic. Is there like a difference between in yeah. your thing acid versus? Okay, so then I guess it is explosive. It's explosive. Um, I think of it so like then, a hand grenade. Sure. Let's see. <laughs> Does it... Oh, this is so much fun. So I mean, there... I... go ahead. No, no, please. There, I would say there is a like, it's almost like a what I'm imagining is just like a, a large basement area. So maybe like the size of a garage. Um, yeah, I would say so. I would say that like it would it would take a control role for sure to do it right. But they are seated in positions to where one can look at the stairs that come down the door that leads up there. Or I mean, the stairs that lead up to a door. And then the other is watching the door that you would be coming through. So they're like, and they're not like watching as much as they're like watching what's happening. Look over, continue watching, look over. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll rejoin the rest and just say, uh, we all have our own opinions, but I think, uh, I think we just barge in, throw a bomb and clean up the mess. I I am all good. See, I agree. <laughs> and what what about what about the others though? We're not gonna hurt them. You promise. Uh, and I'll kind of just absolutely. Uh, and I'll um kind of describe to Medusa where the guards are. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, uh, you know, we're gonna go in the door, split. You lob that. Uh, that that boom boom potion and uh then we'll go from there see i will uh, i will let me go in first and i will confront the uh the guard that is on uh siesta right now okay so you are entering into the basement Let's all right yep. well then uh, but j- just for flavor, Roberto is going to whip open the door. Uh, the guard that's facing the door, uh, is he looking at the um, experiment or is he looking at the door currently? Let's see. I would say that he is currently l- turning back towards you at the moment. So oh, you have fantastic. like you have just a short moment that you can get. So door whips open Roberto starts coming in and as as that as his head is like swiveling towards mm-hmm. Roberto Roberto's just gonna be like buenos dias <laughs> fucking love it okay so I would need you to do a strike roll then okay I can do that uh, and thankfully I do have a gilded die in that 
Um, and I would like to burn a uh, a drive because. I'll offer another drive too. Cool. With a a distraction. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So as the door busts open, what is Porter doing to aid in this? Uh, I will uh, take the take the lock and just kind of throw it towards the guards. I love it. Cool. All right. So you're throwing it towards the guards as they're trying to get up. It's just, poof, they get hit by that that lock. Um, and what did we roll? Five on the strike. Five on the strike. Okay. So I would say that um, as you're coming towards them, you're getting a decent hit from this machete. I mean, this is like, this is two body marks for sure, just poof, right into the, the uh, neck, like the clavicle that just like, cuts into him you hear just his scream as you see blood beginning to come out uh cool what is everybody else doing i got that bomb out and ready to go okay so i will say for this go ahead and do a control roll as you're trying to throw it towards and you're trying to throw it towards the guards right yeah the one that's not by roberto okay so you're throwing it near the other one okay cool yeah yeah. Uh, okay, I have a gilded. I have one gilded. Um, okay. I'm going to burn a drive to add another mm-hmm. dice. Sure. Finally, I have a... F- uh, well, it's mixed. Five and a four. Uh, five five and a four. On, oh, it doesn't matter, yeah. Okay. So as you're throwing it, you see it lob, and you're like, fuck, that's not where I wanted it to hit. It slams into the, the wall just near the other guard, but you see that it explodes out, and it's going to hit Roberto as well. Not as bad. Roberto is going to take one body mark, as well as the other guard is going to be taking one body mark. The other guard is going to be taking two for sure, as this just fiery chemical explosion shoots out, creating this large that like echoes from all of the walls, shattering the glass that Porter was just looking through. they are completely surprised by this this attack. What is everybody else doing now? Porter, you were helping out um, with Roberto, giving him that extra die. Morgan. Uh, I'm going for the uh, main researcher to get him to uh, shut up before he can order uh, the okay. four in any way to attack us. Love it. Okay. So, uh, what are you leading with? Um, I do have a ritual knife as a part of my occult kit. Cool. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Uh, probably trying to slice for the vocal cords. Love it. Let's go. All right. I got a five. A five. Okay, cool. So as as you rush up to the uh, the scientist, unfortunately, the the cost that this occurs is that the scientist is able to say, get them. But you are successful in cutting into the vocal cords. So going forward, there is no other commands that they can give because that just fills their neck 
with fucking iron as you see blood flowing from the neck as well as coming out of the mouth. That was a good hit. They're going to take the one body mark from that. All right. From there, it is the other four. So, uh, or the other multiple. The guard that is just next to Roberto is going to take out a handgun and is going to try and shoot into you. Um, I'm going to say they're a muscle, so they have a, that is a control roll. Let's do those. Okay. That is a mixed success. So, as they shoot into you, you take two body marks, but you're able to bring down that machete just enough. You take the machete out and then cut into their neck, and that guard is dead. Or not dead, but yeah, dead, pretty much, yeah. They don't get scars, they just die. Uh, so you're able to kill that guard. They are dead. There was one guard left. You've taken those two body marks. Um, the other guard is going to... They're going to shoot towards Morgan. Because you are going for the head scientist. I'm going for the money. <laughs> That is also a mixed success. Um, I would say that from, from, no, they wouldn't use a gun because then they could possibly shoot the scientist. Well, I said it. Cool. So that is the first thing that they think of. They're shooting and you get hit in the shoulder. You're going to take one body mark as well as the scientist is going to be taking another body mark. So that damage is shared. Um, and that is their turn. Uh, yes, Roberto. Uh, so, out of curiosity, uh, just because the wording, um, I do have a special called Behind Me. Okay. Uh, where it says, spend one nerve to choose an ally in the same area as you who is about to take a mark from a phenomenon. Uh, describe what you do that allows you to take that mark instead. Uh, so, with that wording, like, would it apply to this situation or is it like a, a, a different like sure. mental attack? Or I, would say, I would say that, that that still applies because they're they're trying to shoot. Um, okay. So then you're going to be taking the mark instead. I like it. Okay. So you cut into the neck of this other guard and just before they shoot towards Morgan, you jump in front of the bullet. You are going to take the two Actually, I'll say one mark as you're like kind of getting shot in the shoulder. You're going to take the one body mark, which I think probably downs you. Probably, I would imagine so. You take that mark. You fall down to the ground. You're going to take a scar from that. However, that shot... I'll say it was with us with a cost. Yeah, the the professor still takes that mark because it goes through you into the professor. Um just na just narrowly missing Morgan. Um so yes, you fall unconscious because of that. The other two zombie like the other four zombie folks are going to they are going to try and strike at Morgan. However, they're not, uh, they're not 
very skilled in the strike. So they are going to be rolling with disadvantage, kind of like the if you don't have a circle in anything, then they you take the lowest out of two, which is a three is a failure. That is a one. That is a five. So you take one body mark from one of them. And that is a one. So you're taking just one body mark out of those four that are like kind of rushing towards you in their own zombie-like way as one of them finally hits onto the side of your head. You get slammed and your ear starts ringing. Um, But that is all you take. And then the the head scientist has a fucking dagger in his neck. Like... Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess they're gonna try and, like, push you off, um, and I would say that they're probably a scholar, so they don't have anything in strike either, so they are going to try and push you off. That is a three, so they fail. They're trying to get you away from them, but unfortunately can't, at least unfortunately for them. Um, the final assistant is going to... They're going to kind of run back and go to one of the operation tables that are nearby and they grab a scalpel. That is going to be their turn. So with that, it goes back to each of you. What would you want to do? Oh, right. No, never mind. Sorry. Uh, David's turn. Uh, He is going to go for the head scientist as well because fuck that guy. Uh... He is... Okay, he has a knife with him. I rolled two ones. So, he's just, he's coming forward and he's, he's trying to, like, overcome this, this, uh, control that he seems to almost be losing from his body. Um, and he is, like, he falls down to one knee just in front of him and he's trying to get back up. Now it brings us to everybody. So, uh, seeing that Roberto is down, who would like to go? I I have something. Uh, yes. Medusa, uh, seeing the other, it was the researcher or another scientist that went for the scalpel? Yes. Okay. Um, Medusa's kind of deducing that they can... Medusa's deducer. Um, <laughs> that there uh, is general medical knowledge here. So as the researcher goes for, like, the scalpel, she's going to have the hat pin and bum rush that one. Nice. Um, to hold the hat pin up to them and say, you fix our friend right now. Okay. Uh, go ahead and do a sway roll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Do I want to use my last drive? I'm going to give you a drive. Cool. Uh, okay. So I'll be... <laughs> All right. And uh, I'll just kind of shout over my shoulder. If you don't help him, I'm coming for you next. <laughs> Love it. Okay. okay. I would say that that doesn't even count as your action. Like, you're just helping out with, like, words, so that, that works. Uh, two mix and one fail. 
Two mixed. Okay. So you. Hmm. You are holding this hairpin to uh to their neck, and they are like their eyes are racing around the room trying to figure out what to do here. Fine. I'll do it. She hands it over. In good faith, I'll take my, my hat pin away. Cool. Yeah, we'll keep it at that. The cost will come up later. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. So uh, that was Medusa. Uh, Porter, Morgan, what would you like to do? Um, also, keep in mind, there got... is still the guard. Yeah, I was going to say, there's still one guard. Yep. Uh, kind of in the, the same zone as Roberto. And uh, that's probably where I'm heading. Got um, it. I will... Uh, charge forward with that uh, with that chain that I'm still carrying and uh, make an attack with that. Love it. It's just like a, what are they? A flail? Is that the one that like kind of swings around? I think yep. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like yep. a flail. You're just like swinging it around and you're going to try and hit him with it. I love it. Alright, yeah. let's see that strike. Okay. Um, and I am going to go ahead and spend a drive. Cool. Yeah, here we go. Step two. Uh, using my nerve resistance. Okay. To okay. re-roll that one. So two, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Success. Full success? Yep. Perfect. All right, you bring it around. Oh, no, what are those ones where, like... They can like shoot it forward. The where like they like grab it on the foot and then oh. like shoot it forward. Oh, fucking, it's like a uh, dart. Meteor but, like, hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you Rope just dart or meteor hammer. Throw it directly at the guard as they're getting up to try and shoot at Morgan again. You just poof, right into the side of the head. You hear like the bones crunch, just slammed into them, and they just fall down. Uh, they are out of the game now. So both of the guards are out. Now you have a bunch of untrained people that are trying to slam into oops sorry <laughs> slam into Morgan um which brings us to Morgan uh I am trying to get the yeah. uh, play it. the rest of the way yes. through even if I have to like <clears throat> yep mm-hmm. all right so uh strike attack mm-hmm uh, dig around in there. <laughs> yeah. That was a uh, five. Perfect. All right. So as as you just bring that forward, you uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you bring that knife even further into the neck, cutting all the way through. The vocal cords are completely severed. The uh. The stuff inside of the neck is out and about. Uh, this person is <laughs> is going to be out. They they are gone. Um, as well as the fact that 
these surrounding folks that are being controlled by this person, you see as they're coming in to attack you, you accidentally touch one of their uh, head pieces and this lightning then surges through you as well. You're going to take a bleed from it, but so far you are fine. The, the, the uh, researcher is dead. You begin to see as well that with that guy dying, mm-hmm. you see that the control or at least the ability to stop now happens with the, uh, the zombie type people. So they seem to back away now. Which leaves the final researcher. And since you did such a good sway roll. <laughs> so they come to the uh, the David, who is currently on the ground. He's like crouched over. And she grabs onto the headpiece and begins like twisting the pins to then replace it with a nearby one. But as that comes off, you see David just, no, I'm not, I don't want it. And he looks over to Porter and he is, he lets go of this, this uh, pocket watch or this, yeah. as he collapses down onto the ground. And you see the the, the researcher's David, assistant don't. is just backing. I'm, 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 tr- I'm trying to help. And she begins rushing towards the other headpiece. And he just looks over and I can't. I can't face her like this. This is enough. This is enough. You hear like his, his voice is as weak as it's been because just from the taking the headpiece out and the overexerting himself, you could see that some of the uh, the parts of the heart have been rushing as he's been moving around. You could see that some of the adjuvant is beginning to leak out of it. He just holds the, the pocket watch in his hands as he collapses onto the ground, staring at the picture within and then just looks over to each of you and thank you. This was enough. And you see his face just go lax as the life leaves him, the unlife rather, as he stares back into this picture. You see the assistant over near uh, the other headpieces just holding her hands up. I. I didn't do that, I swear. But you are now out of combat. So as as this happens, as David perishes in front of you, you're able to capture this Eon scientist. Is there anything you would like to do for these, specifically these four individuals? They are connected to this electric generator still having some sort of life within them. But there is a bit of a conundrum here. What would you all like to do? Oh, and Roberto, since it's a new scene, you are up again. You do have a scar. So that that uh, body scar is going to be uh, 
most likely a, a bullet shot wound um, to near the lungs, just narrowly missing. Um, and then you would be able to switch one of your abilities with another. You can get three now, so you can move one and get like a three and move if you'd like, or strike. But that would be because of a new type of perspective on how you would approach a guard, maybe. Like you, you know that you're supposed to go for the kill first, then go right. for, uh, you know, defending others. Right. Yeah. Um. But what would you all like to do with this interesting problem? Uh, are any of the survivors capable of speech? You can see that, um, some of them, some of them have, like, their mouths sewn, um, but there are another two that currently don't, and one of them is able to talk. Honestly, I would ask them what they want. I can assume. Sure. But I I would rather fate in their own hands. Sure. We see to the best of our ability that they were taken care of, but... Okay. Is that the consensus? Are we following whatever they want? Uh... Roberto would like to ask the scientist exactly what level of life or unlife are they? What exactly sure. did you make? Yeah. Um, since they are at literal gunpoint, um, they explain what is going on they say that they have taken some of these people to become slave minds. People that they can force to do things. Um, be willing, unwilling participants in whatever they need them to do. Becoming assistance to anybody that needs certain things. Um, basically becoming like a zombie under their control. You learn that the only thing that's keeping them currently living are the metallic hearts that is pumping adjuvant through each of them. Um, minus one. Uh, one of them has a uh, open cranial uh, cavity at the top where you see that there is like a device connected to their brain um, that is doing the same thing, but, you know, uh, through the brain rather than the heart. Um, you learn that Adjuvant obviously is this, that, and the other, and that the connection to the electricity is what is keeping them going. She doesn't understand why David was able to even get to this point, uh, but she then tells you that in order to keep them alive, at least until they can decide for their own fate, they would have to stay connected to this generator. If you want to bring in Candela to hopefully find a way to save them, if you want to ask them now and follow through with their their wishes, 
That is up to you. Uh, but other than that, that is the end of this assignment. As you have successfully came into this lab and saved these four and at least uh, helped out David to find closure in this situation. <sighs> Sorry Outside about the body. That, yeah, right. <laughs> um, Outside of that, you guys are able to answer these illumination questions that are supposed to be towards your uh, circle's advancement so that like your next assignment, you're able to gain more circle abilities or other types of other stuff. So those questions start with, did you contain or destroy a source of bleed? Morgan definitely contained the bleed with the bleed uh, containment vial. So that is a yes. Uh, did you provide comfort or support for those affected? Absolutely you did for David, um, as well as the four others. Um, did you bring something of importance back for Candela Obscura to study? I would say that since this is in a more uh, <laughs> neutral space, that Candela coming and researching this stuff definitely counts. And finally, each of you have to check your own illumination keys on your character sheet to see if you've performed at least one of them. <laughs> I think I did two. <laughs> I, I did lots of illegal things. Nice. Yes, you did. <laughs> and and I made a deal. So right on. OK, did, so that is two. Yes. One for that. Wait, each player so, choosing. OK, uh, for yeah, each of just, us that did at least one, we get one point. Exactly. OK, got it. So adding one for me. One for Morgan. And then Medusa? Yeah, I got uh, reference research for bombs and mm -hmm. the whole assignment Absolutely. also. Uh, make plan is my other one. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then Roberto. Would we say that <laughs> Roberto ran into danger? Oh, fuck yes. yeah. <laughs> 100%. You were the first <laughs> one out there. Yeah. He fell you into danger. You opened the door and ran, ran in there with a fucking machete. Of course. That is amazing. And yes, I got one. Perfect. Um, so then that I, means that you guys got four. Yeah, four points since everybody got one. So that is great. Uh, which means that so you that puts guys. Us to the bold circle. Advancement. Yep. You would get an advancement. So you guys are now all level two. Uh, but. Since this is a one-shot, that is, you know, it is what it is. Possibly more later. Um, but outside of that, yeah. Um, the end uh, question mark. The end. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was so much fun. Oh, my God. That last part where I, because I was like, I don't want to make it, like, too good. But, like, I also don't want to, like, I had, like, I think three guards at one point. I was like, that's way too much. No way. And then, yeah, I'm so glad I didn't do that because holy shit. Um, but yes, that was awesome. I had so much fun. That was that was great. Uh, let's go around. And if you guys want to plug anything, we'll go around and do that. So Aaron, starting with you. Cool. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Aaron, my laundry. And uh, that's where I am everywhere. Um, I also play and do a lot of work for Evandale, E-V-I-N-D-A-L-E. And if you'd like to download my micro RPG, Among the Pretty Rats, it's on itch and it's free. Or you can, you know, support 
me by buying me a coffee or something. Um, it's pay what you want, but it's free. Um, Sweet. Yep, that's it. Cool. All right. And then we'll go to Hex. Uh, crypticrits.com. I am crypticrits on damn near every social media that you can think of, and probably some that you can't. Um, <laughs> if you uh, go to my shop and uh, use the coupon code Obscura XP, I believe you get 20% off of your purchase there. Yeah. And I am working on doing custom uh candela obscura sets heck so. yeah that's awesome cool so uh great. and then james uh okay uh at dice to infinity on socials but also uh you should also be able to find some links to my link tree in all those socials that's uh link tr.ee forward slash dice to infinity uh there you can find uh links to my start playing uh my start playing profile um you can tip me there if you want to help me out with uh you know actually living life and uh playing more and more games because i am now inspired and i want to start running some candela obscura yeah. uh so uh and i'm definitely due to do some uh uh, some streaming instead of just playing all offline. So maybe that's the next step. Heck yeah. Because uh, this was great. I love this. So much fun. Um, other than that, uh, you know, hire me to be your DM or, you know, just hang out with me. Cool. <laughs> all right. And finally, Adolfo. Oh, so uh, I am the nerdy Puerto Rican on the socials uh, on YouTube. I do have a current Pathfinder 2 uh, second edition game going on called El Juego, uh, which is based on the uh, third party Boricobos and um, um, oh, I forgot the other setting, uh, but it's a Latin American setting. That's cool. Um, so uh you know, it's uh, been a lot of fun there. Uh, also, if you like the wrestling, uh, you can come see me on the Biconics. Uh, we have constant uploads all the time where we review all the wrestling shows and the wrestling awesome. and wrestling and wrestling. Uh, and also, <laughs> Vibe, uh, Vibe Tribe Productions, you can find me there, uh, both as a player and a uh, game master. Cool. All right. And of course, thank you all for joining Talking XP. This is a passion project of mine. So if you liked the content that this is, that this is, follow me, do the things. I'm on threads mostly now, also on TikTok. Um, and yeah, outside of this, we also do a Ravenloft uh, Curse of Strahd campaign that we do on Monday nights at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. So if you're interested in that, we are getting towards the end game here and it's starting to ramp up there. We have like, we're, we're heading into episode 69 on Monday too. So I'm super stoked for that. Nice. Nice. Um, outside of that, that's pretty much it. Thank you all for joining us. This was a fucking experience. I loved it. It was so great. Three hours, 45 minutes. That's that's pretty good. That's a pretty yeah. good, decent time. Right on. Cool. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Make sure to level up and we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.